Scott Walker, the former governor of Wisconsin. You remember him, don't you, Phil? Uh, just barely. Oh, come on. He's the guy you used to draw with his eyes really close together. Oh, and that bald spot on his yeah. head? Now, that bald spot was a health issue. That wasn't male pattern baldness. Remember, he hit his head on a cabinet. I shouldn't make fun of people for their injuries. Well, former governor Scott Walker was in Milwaukee this week at the Milwaukee Press Club and said he will not be a candidate for public office again. At least not until 2025. Rats! Yeah, you do not have Scott Walker to kick around anymore. Uh, I can safely say between now and the beginning of 2025, I'm not going to be doing any elected office because I've got a commitment there. What happens after that really depends on, on what's happening. I wouldn't rule anything out. The governor answered questions on a host of topics in a gentle way. He talked about Donald Trump. He talked about the federal debt. He compared the unsuccessful attempt to recall him to today's impeachment inquiry. It was a grab bag of all sorts of wonderful walkerness. Most significantly, and this made news across the state, he essentially endorsed Rebecca Clayfish for governor in 2022. That's right. He's all in for Rebecca. We're going to talk about her strengths and weaknesses as a potential candidate and mention some other names who might run against Governor Tony Evers. On today's Center Stage, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milfred. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. Listening to Scott Walker talk for an hour and 15 minutes is actually a pleasant experience compared to listening (laughs) to any other politician. I mean, like, he's so, like, nice and civil, and it was – he – took more questions than time allotted for and was really, I thought, pretty forthcoming with all of his answers. Politicians are always more reasonable once they're out of office. No kidding, man. Yeah. Can we have the politicians (laughs) serve after they've been kicked out of office? Yeah. Here's what he said about Rebecca Clayfish. I personally hope Rebecca Clayfish runs for governor. Uh, I think she would win, and I think she'd be a hell of a great governor if, if she was elected. I had been thinking Sean Duffy was the glamour boy candidate for the Republicans in 2022 to run for governor. He was a reality TV star, just like Donald Trump. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And he had a very high profile on Fox TV, for example. I mean, he's better looking than Scott Walker. He's ridiculously good looking. (laughs) (laughs) That's from, uh, what movie is that from? Is that Zoolander? You're Zoolander, yeah. We should do a, a podcast sometime on like the 12 movies Scott Milford <laughs> yeah, has ever seen. Yeah, that would be fun. Now, granted, this was probably six months ago that he was being touted as uh, somebody for governor. And when he left his House seat, that's sort of what some of the scuttlebutt was like, well, maybe he's getting ready, prepping for that run for governor. Yeah, officially in September, he left because of some serious family health concerns. But he's already back in D.C. lobbying and appearing on news talk shows. So now with Governor Walker touting Rebecca Clayfish as the best candidate for the Republican nomination, that puts the spotlight on her and you'd have to consider her the front runner to challenge Democratic Governor Tony Evers in the 2022 race for governor. And she's in TV, too. That's right. She was an anchor, right? She was a TV anchor. Yeah, both she and her husband were in TV over in Milwaukee. I've met some TV anchors. They're not they're not necessarily all morons, so no, not all of them. No, they're well actually I think it's the medium in a way that kind of dumbs down things sometimes on TV. It's not the actual reporters no, who no. I've found to be also very 
They're almost as Very smart sharp. as newspaper journalists. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Clayfish, I mean, if you look at her as a candidate, she has not been brought up in a Marquette poll uh, for a year, and that's because I think the Marquette poll has been focusing on the race for president. Yeah, that's kind of what everybody's talking about right now. We're, yeah. we're sort of ahead. We're ahead of the game. We're, we're, really, we're We always are like that. 2020 is in the rearview mirror for us already. <laughs> we already know who won. We already know who won. We're just but not we're telling. we're not going to spoil we're it We're not going to tell you. Just sort of to set the table here on Rebecca Clayfish and who she is. She kind of unexpectedly won the primary for lieutenant governor back oh, in 2010. Walker won, and then Representative Brett Davis, a Republican from Oregon just south of Madison, Walker wanted him to be his lieutenant governor, but Cleefish won convincingly and then was added to the ticket with Walker. And his office, didn't they illegally campaign for him? Yes. Walker's deputy chief of staff in the Milwaukee County Executive's office was convicted of campaigning for Brett Davis on county time. But Walker was never implicated. So then she became the lieutenant governor. She won when Walker won in 2010. The way you become lieutenant governor is you win the primary And then you run as a team with your party's gubernatorial candidate. Being lieutenant governor is a very low-profile job. You don't have really any power. A lot of kissing babies. But it does let you travel the state a lot. Name recognition. On feel-good things. You visit schools. You get pictures taken with the governor on a regular basis. You go as a surrogate for the governor to things that he can't go to. So on the one hand, it's a real feel-good, positive job. But on, we should, on the other hand, you don't do anything. We should give Clayfish credit, though, because she took up a couple of causes as lieutenant governor, especially homelessness, which she was sort of a champion for in the state, which was much better than Barbara Loughton's cause of more Hollywood movies made in Wisconsin. Yeah, good point. And Barb Lawton, of course, was Democratic Governor Jim Doyle's lieutenant governor prior to Governor Walker taking office. Now, Clayfish, we wrote some positive editorials about her for taking homelessness serious across the state and drawing a lot of attention to it. She also got a lot of attention from business leaders for holding meetings for Governor Walker about tax policy. I would say her worst moment by far was during her first campaign when she compared gay marriage to marrying a clock or a table or a dog. That was weird. But she did quickly apologize for that after drawing lots of negative attention to the Republican ticket, including Scott Walker at the top of it. Anyway, the Marquette poll a year ago, when they asked favorable, unfavorable, haven't heard enough, don't know. I'm going with haven't heard enough. That was about a third, third, a third. Uh, Her favorable was 35%. That's almost Trump territory. Which is, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And her unfavorable was 30%. That's like Tony Evers territory. That's like like half of Trump's unfavorable. So in other words, she had more favorable than not. Yeah. And then there was 27% who haven't heard enough and 7% who don't know, they said. Yeah. So- She's kind of an unknown to a lot of Wisconsin voters, but I think has a very positive image. I think she does. And I think she's she's not the kind of candidate who any Republican in a general election is going to say, I'm going to vote for the Democrat instead because she's not fit for office. She would seem to me to be a very safe, I know it's a bad word in Republican circles, but establishment candidate for the Republican Party. She's a woman. I think that softens the image a little bit, particularly with Donald Trump in the White House. And and Rebecca Clayfish would be the first female governor of Wisconsin if she were to win in 2022, which would be historic. Even if the suburban moms don't like 
Donald Trump, they'd love Rebecca Clayfish. I think that's I think she would be a good candidate for that. But speaking of Trump, whether or not he wins could affect things big time. Too. I think it will. I think Tony Evers will have a much easier reelection in 2022 if Donald Trump is still the president. In the same way that Tammy Baldwin had an easy reelection for U.S. Senate, unexpectedly. Unexpectedly, yeah. And that was because of Donald Trump. Donald and, Trump. Th- and there was anger about Donald Trump being the yeah. president. If it's President Warren in 2022, I think Rebecca Clayfish would have a really good shot at winning this election. Lieutenant governors, I would say, generally speaking, haven't done that well as governors. You know, uh, Scott McCallum, when... Ooh, the amazing boy governor. When Scott McCallum became governor, governor, that was because he inherited it. I will say it's different if you inherit it versus you earn it through an election. Tommy Thompson had left as governor to be in George Bush's cabinet. That's how McCallum got the job. McCallum then lost for governor two years later to Jim Doyle. The same thing basically happened to Marty Schreiber back in the 70s. He was lieutenant governor. He became governor when the governor left office unexpectedly. Then he promptly lost his election bid to keep the job. I don't think there's a great track record for lieutenant governors doing well as governor. On the other hand, she would have to earn it. She'd have to win it. Which is a little different. She's not inheriting the job. And she'd go out there and she'd convince people that she's the candidate. I mean... Nobody likes really having a governor they didn't vote for. And even though she was part of the Walker administration, when you're a lieutenant governor, you're not really held accountable for what Scott Walker did. I mean, if Scott Walker had decided he was going to run again against Tony Evers, it'd be really easy for the Democrats to say, this is we're going backwards if we go back to the Walker era. Because the Democrats would never dream of having the same candidate run against the governor two years in a row, two times in a row. <laughs> Which didn't work for them when Tom Barrett kept trying. Yeah. But Cleefish running for governor would be a similar situation to sort of what's happening right now with Joe Biden running for president, having served under Barack Obama. Republicans are saying, oh, this is you're going back to the Obama era, even though Uh, Biden wasn't the president. He was the vice president. So I'm sure the Democrats would use that strategy to some degree on Clayfish. Yeah. But I don't think it it works as well. I think she can probably distance herself from some of the unpopular Walker stuff and probably tie herself on to the popular Walker stuff. And speaking of uh, popular stuff, she's been working as the executive director of this Women's Suffrage Centennial Commission, which was this commission to celebrate 100 years of women earning the right to vote in 1919, which the Wisconsin State Journal was strongly for for an entire decade prior to that. Was that just because of our prohibition stance, Scott? uh, No, it was because (laughs) our uh, editor's wife, Georgia Lloyd-Jones, was a staunch suffragist. Good for her and good for us. So that's a nice thing for Clayfish to tout that she's been doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, a a nonpartisan good government, celebrating people's right to vote. And then they say, yeah, but what did you do when you were lieutenant governor? Oh, I was in charge of the homeless commission that Tony Evers is now in charge of. Yeah. It's almost like, ooh, there's some executive experience. She also just became the quote-unquote jobs ambassador for the Associated Builders and Contractors. Here's what she said when the group announced she would lead their efforts to promote careers in skilled construction trades. I'm Rebecca Clayfish, your new partner in an ambitious new project. I am so proud to partner with ABC of Wisconsin on the Building Wisconsin Jobs Project, a new push to invigorate and strengthen the efforts to recruit and train a well-paid Wisconsin consumer 
construction trades workforce. Adding Rebecca's voice to help promote careers in construction will be a valuable addition to our recruitment efforts. Your jobs pay well. They will never be outsourced. And they don't leave our Wisconsin neighbors with loads of student loan debt. They're an outstanding choice. Here's how Governor Walker summed up Rebecca Clayfish's new job. I think it's actually a good spot for her. She was doing a great job with the uh, uh, pushing the federal commission on the 19th Amendment, uh, but she was really feeling like it took her away from Wisconsin too much from her family and stuff here. So uh, the new position she has as a jobs ambassador is perfect. I mean, she was the primo jobs ambassador during our eight years as governor and a perfect spot for her going forward. A reporter asked Walker if she has told him that she is running for governor. She has said, yeah, her focus right now, rightfully so, is on the 2020 elections, on helping Wisconsin be successful, particularly helping state lawmakers. A lot of folks have asked her to help out along the way. She can now do that now, where she wasn't able to do those sorts of things when she was in that federal commission. I think she would be a formidable candidate in 2022. I think she would, and even though she didn't know a lot, no offense, but when she first ran, she hadn't held public office. Uh, She didn't know a lot about government, but you spent eight years down at the state capitol, even if you're lieutenant governor. You figure some stuff out. You do. And you know what to say, and you know how you're going to say it. So we've talked about Rebecca Clayfish quite a bit. Who else is going to run in in 2022, do you think, Scott? Well, the big name that people are wondering about, and it came up at Walker's event in Milwaukee, was Rojo. Rojo. Ron Ron Johnson, U.S. Senator, who said he would not run for another term in 2022 for U.S. Senate. But now he's saying he might. But then he's also saying he's interested and he's intrigued by uh, maybe running for governor. I guess so. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to run again because he's all in for Trump on this impeachment thing. You know, he's been a Trump apologist. And why else would you do that besides maintaining your Senate seat? Because I'm not sure that helps you in a statewide election here in Wisconsin as much. Well, and you kind of wonder, too, whether or not Trump is reelected, how does that affect things? Does that mean, oh, I've been a Trump supporter. I'm going to stay in the U.S. Senate. Or does it mean, oh, my God, I'm not I'm done with this. I'm not going to, you know, shill for him. I'm going to go run for governor. Yeah. Ron Johnson, when he complains about Washington, like a lot of people complain about Washington, but you know they love it. Oh, yeah. They love Washington. The they feeling- love the game. But, yeah, Ron Johnson seems to genuinely dislike Washington. Yeah, and, and being governor is, is very different than being a senator. Scott Walker was asked whether he thought Ron Johnson should run again for U.S. Senate or run for governor. It's up to Ron. I think Ron's done an incredibly good job as U.S. Senator. I think he enjoys it. I think he's good at it. Uh, I think uh, it's good for Wisconsin. Uh, But, you know, for him, Ron obviously came from the private sector, so I don't think he wanted to make a career out of it either. Uh, But but if if he chooses to run again, I certainly would support. Anybody else in the Republican ticket? I got a name you might like, Scott. Jim Steinecke. They'd be great. Yeah, he's our favorite Republican, which means he probably doesn't have a chance, right, uh, in a primary. He'd be great statewide. Yeah. I bet he could beat any Democratic statewide probably. because he's so— But he'll never win a Republican primary because he's so anti-Trump. It's tough. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. You got to be— He's like number three in the list of Republican never-Trumpers out there. He is the assembly majority leader. Some other names that would be interesting— Here's one we haven't heard of in a long time, and people do not expect him to run, but Paul Ryan. 
Oh, yeah. He's still out there for potentially running for U.S. Senate or for governor. He seems more legislative to me than he does governor material. But maybe he would love being governor. I don't know. I mean, unless he's tired of D.C. and wants to try something different. I, I mean, the other he, thing— I don't think he's tired of D.C. Well, I think he's tired of Trump. Yeah, well, he's definitely tired of Trump, but so are all the Republicans. They just don't say it. Yeah. Almost all. <laughs> the thing is, when you're a governor of a state, especially an important state, a swing state, assuming you're, you know, not a dud, uh, no offense, Tony Evers, but <laughs> I don't think, I think Tony Evers agrees. He has no aspirations to run for the White House. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, that is a launching pad, though, a lot of times for, for presidents. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you're Ryan, maybe you do think about running for governor. What if Trump loses? Maybe he comes in. As, as a new type of Republican. Yeah. Another big name, Reince Priebus. <sighs> Former head of the— I'm exasperated just thinking about it. Republican Party was the chief of staff for Trump until, like, Briefly. everybody else, he got thrown under the bus. Yeah. Probably not, though. Some other names that are being thrown around for potentially governor or U.S. Senate if Ron Johnson decided to not run for one of those, yeah. which I think is possible. There's Paul Farrow. He is the Waukesha County executive. And why is Waukesha important, Phil? Because it has most Republican votes in the state. Also, he's a son of Margaret Farrow. She was lieutenant governor under Scott McCallum. So he's from a legacy Republican family. Okay. Kevin Nicholson. Kevin Remember Nicholson. him? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He lost to Leah Vukbeer, who in turn lost to Tammy Baldwin, businessman, former Marine. He's that guy that gave the speech at the Democratic National Convention, right? Yes. Okay. Some baggage there, yes, for a Republican. His name is bandied about as maybe running for U.S. Senate again, maybe running for governor. He, you know, he's got a similar, you remember Eric Hovde, yep. who ran against Tommy Thompson and lost in that race against uh, when Tommy ultimately lost to Tammy Baldwin. I had a very nice conversation with Eric Hovde once, actually. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, he watched me pump fish my son out of the um, Lake Monona. Yeah. <laughs> my son, oh, but really? It was during the fireworks. My son wandered off the edge of the dock and fell into Lake Monona, and I fished him out real quick. Yeah, sharp guy. He's got money. He's good-looking. He's He is incredibly good-looking. Yeah, he's got that great hair. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. Owns a lot of property. But there again, he, he has lost before. I don't know. There is Leah Vukmir. For senator or Yeah, or senator, governor, governor. I suppose that's a possibility. But her negatives are high. Yeah, she's I got a little she, bit of an edge to her, she would as we found out. You can go back and listen to our podcast when she She would came have trouble. In. I mean, I think you put her and Rebecca Clayfish in a room and— You're going to like Clayfish better. The contrast with Clayfish would be would be extreme, I think. All right, here's another name I like, which means he probably has zero chance of ever getting to higher office. Uh, Mike Gallagher for, say, oh, yeah. I think more U.S. Senate maybe than governor. But, you know, he's from a swing area in Green Bay. He'd, be, he'd do well in either one of those races. He's a young guy. He, he's, a, he's a veteran too, right? He's, yes, he's been in the military. He wins by big numbers in a swing district. You know, he's a kind of Republican who's very free market, but does think we need to do something about climate change. He's on the Climate Caucus. Has some good government reform concepts. For yeah. 
I think he's got a bright future if the Republicans don't ruin him. Yeah, I mean— Because he's not bowing down to the throne of Trump. Yeah. That's the problem with the Republican Party nowadays is that, you know, unless you're willing to kiss the throne of—kiss the ring of Trump, you know, your future is dim. And there's a lot of bright young people out there that have conservative values, and Trump's not conservative. Although, as Scott Walker said this week at the Milwaukee Press Club, he's 22 years younger than the president is right now. He thinks he's got plenty of time. Now, all of this assumes, of course, that Tony— Evers is going to seek a second term. Is it possible that Evers, who's not really a politician, might say, you know, I'm I'm cool? Probably not. I wouldn't think so. Because he's relatively popular. I'll tell you what, be a lot cooler if he did. I mean, every Democrat and his brother would be lining up, I suppose, to run then. Yeah, I mean, Tony Evers, and I think maybe if Maybe if there's a, maybe if it is a President Warren in 2020, maybe he was like, eh, this isn't the year for me to run. But, you know, if, if President Trump gets reelected in 2020, Evers is such a good contrast to Trump that I think he easily wins that election. Yeah, he's 68. He's he's younger than most of the people running for president, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, at least on the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Um, so he's still relatively young. I just thought, you know, he's not... A classic candidate. He's not a he's not a career politician like uh, Mr. Walker was. Yeah, and uh, not really a politician at all. Not really. I mean, he's held a couple of elected offices statewide, but that's almost by default. It almost feels like. And it was, by the way, Lee Dreyfus, another guy who is an educator and uh, not a typical politician. Who decided, yeah, I, I was governor for one term. That's good. We did some good stuff. I'm, I'm out, out of here. here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That'd be kind of nice. I, I mean, it'd be, it would, I would, I would have a lot of respect for somebody like Evers to say, you know what? I've done my, I've done my work. One term is all I need. State's back on track. Let somebody else take over. But probably with his favorables quite high at the moment, uh, he'd, he'd have no reason not to seek. Well, he's only popular because people like his dirty mouth. <laughs> he's popular because he's not a politician, I think, and Trump is uh, in the White House. Thanks to Wisconsin Eye for broadcasting Governor Walker's talk at the Milwaukee Press Club this week. Wisconsin Eye is a great resource for what's going on at the state capitol. Gavel to gavel. They are the C-SPAN of Wisconsin. Our house band on center stage with Milford and Hands is Tube Tester. To become a Wisconsin State Journal member and get a digital subscription for just $5 a month, go to madison.com members. You'll be supporting more than 40 journalists here in our newsroom, providing news, weather, sports, yes, opinion and editorial cartoons too, to South Central Wisconsin and all of the state. That's madison.com slash members. Thanks.